If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm and get started right now making your own podcast. Hi-de-ho, everybody. Welcome to an all-new episode of Happy Hour Podcast. I am your host, Mike. And, of course, the lovely Tabby. Thank you. Thank you. No applause needed. You wanted to boo me. I would. You would. So where can our awesome listeners find us at on the amazing socials? Of course. So uh, you can follow us on Facebook at Happy Hour Podcast. You can also follow us on Instagram at Happy Hour Podcast 3 or on Twitter at Happy Hour Show 3. And as always, you can listen to this amazing show on Spotify, Podcast, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, uh, the awesome Anchor, which is where we record from. And if you are listening to us on Good Pods, you could be so kind as to leave a five-star rating and leave an awesome review for us because your positive feedback is what helps this show grow and become the awesome listening juice that it is for your beautiful ears and again i'm just gonna throw it in there again is because we are awesome well i mean you know what they say thing is one we're not babies and two we're not that drunk we're not that drunk we're not that drunk Not yet. So we're working on it. What are we going to dive into today? So uh, we were tossing around ideas for tonight, and uh, I think we're going to go with uh, haunt. So most of you who have listened have heard Caleb and myself and sometimes Mike talk about the haunt industry and how we are a part of it. So uh, Mike was a part of it. You were a part of it. And uh, we're going to dive into our funniest, scariest, (coughs) excuse me, uh, saddest, uh, all the memories that we could pull from the bottom of our butts. Stretching from back in the uh, early Psychomania days. 2008 for me. And nine for me. No. Yeah. Was it? Yes. Nine for the first year? Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it is so long ago. Psychomania was open for four seasons, and I was there nine, ten, eleven. That deserves one of them. <laughs> <laughs> also, hats off to Pub Time for that one. Yeah, again, thank you to Brad and Ryan of Pub Time Podcast. Again, for, for the second time in a row? Yeah. <laughs> for this... Uh, for totally upgrading our beautiful little show with this uh, kick-ass soundboard. You guys I wasn't are... calling the soundboard. I was just calling the crack in the beer open. Oh, that too. 
because <laughs> they you... do that a lot and then they just go like oh that <laughs> sounded so good well, nothing sounds better than the sweet sound of a opening bitter can bitter can a bitter so can beer, beer can <laughs> What was that that uh, Dave Coulier used to say on Full House? <laughs> Cut it out. <laughs> I'm done. You you need so, to be. Are we ready to get into this? Let's rock and roll. Let's let's talk about the funny things. Our uh, our real life gag reel of working in the haunted house industry. Booyah! This is happy hour. So until our tears are dried, we'll drink and drink and drink and drink and then we'll drink some more. We'll dance and sing and fight until the early morning light, then we'll throw up, pass out, wake up, and then we'll drink in once again. Kenny was killed and killed Kenny and Claire, she died and Claire. Tip and Tipperary died out in the dead air. Shannon jumped into the river, Shannon. All right, let's go. All right. So you want to go first? <laughs> Psychomania. Uh, September. Psycho. Hit, oh. hit that. Are you ready? Psychomania. The year was 2009. For the you? Month was September. Oof. <laughs> now, Oof. what? Uh, oh. Oh, that. Do you want me to open? No, I, w- I was thinking of, uh, of one thing. So let's, let's divvy into what Psychomania was. Okay, so for those of you who don't know, I don't know why I said divvy. I meant divvy. Dive. I don't even know what a divvy. <laughs> a divvy. Divvy means to split evenly between. Well, people. that's what psychomania and quarantine was. It was a split. It was a split, but there was no. Because uh... psychomania was split into two different attractions, both indoor quarantine and psychomania. Psychomania, theater of terror, and quarantine was the other, but that wasn't until twenty. 20- Nine, my first season. Yes. Was quarantine nine? Yes. I thought quarantine because was I eleven. Because I remember working in the doctor scene, and there no, was that a... was that was just full psychomania. No, I was no. in the doctor scene. There was a window. Oh, that's there. right. You were supposed to be the Turner no, in, in between. Was, in the doctor scene, there was a giant plastic window thing where I could see into quarantine. Yes, but you wanted to be security or no, the I'm... person. I know, but what I'm saying. Is that you wanted to be the one to move the door? All I was, I know, but I was saying when I was in the in that room in the doctor in the hospital scene, mm-hmm. that that window was just there. That's mm-hmm. all I was saying. I know. I know what I wanted to be. I know, and I was I a said dumb no. security guard. So uh, for an amazing haunt in Clarksville, Indiana. So Psychomania was a uh, fourth theater haunted attraction. It was an old movie theater that had been around forever. Theater four. Theater 4 was the best. I've got to cut that out. You really do. Um, And it was an old movie theater that was turned into a haunted attraction. Um, Oh, it's been so long, but I still could. That's what she said. Okay. (laughs) I had to have my little Michael Scott moment. (laughs) Or the Moose Lounge on this last episode that we just shout watched. Out, shout out to the Moose Lounge boys. Uh, Moose Lounge boys. This last episode, not the last one, but the one before that with the uh, Ryan, whatever his name is. Yeah. I don't remember what his last name is, but this one was funny as hell. And Amos. Amos Crypto. Well, I mean, Amos, of course. Can't a- forget Amos. Amos is my dog. <laughs> but 
so anyway. any anyway so um it was four movie theaters turned into a haunted attraction it was old dilapidated i mean at this point there were mushrooms growing out of the theater walls and trying to escape the cracks do you remember in the final season in 2011 when pieces of the ceiling kept falling on me you and ed I remember when there was rain falling from the ceiling. Our, our convertible top. <laughs> I, it was a convertible well, top. More like, it wasn't really a convertible top. It was more like Swiss cheese. Oh, it was it bad. Had, it had the holes in it. It did. Some spots were dry. Some spots you were just fucked. You were, you were wet. Kitty litter. And mulch. Ooh, that. And we'll get to that. We'll yeah. get to that. So, um, first year at Psychomania for me in 2008. That, that tells you close to my age. Um, <laughs> I, uh, you, you were 22. Yeah. I was a young pup. I was older. I was 23. Yeah, but we didn't know each other at this point. Not yet. Not till November. <laughs> the next month. The next month. <laughs> the next month. Yes. So I went in and uh, they gave me the head nurse position. And this room, I kid you not, was a fourth of a movie theater. It was fucking huge. They had an industrial-sized strobe light blasting and blaring into my eyeballs. And I was uh, partnered up in the next room with Julie. And then after... That, that other girl. No. Oh, never mind. I'm thinking of something else. Yeah, Go you're ahead. thinking of Sorry. somebody else. No, Julie, Julie, Jul- Jules and Joe. Jules, yeah. Jules. Bad fucking ass, love her. Badass people. Ugh, love making them. pancakes. <laughs> making pancakes. Oh, that was the best moment of Seven Street. We'll get to that. So um, the next room <laughs> over was Travis. And Travis, um, you guys don't know, ended up being the owner of Seven Street Haunt. And he is also the owner of American Horror Plex. T. Bolin. T. Bolin. Um. But he was, like, we had this, we have this, uh, they had this, like, half-body gag where he would just lay in this, like, shelf-type thing with a window, and it looked like there was guts. Is this the story that I think it is? The, That's the one. Oh, my God. (laughs) So, we were kind of slow. They ended up putting us on Danger Run. Now, for those of you who don't know what Danger Run is... Danger Run is a scavenger hunt that you do from your car. Back in the day, you used to end up at um, different locations, different haunts, depending on which route you took, and um, we would be fucking busy. They say that Danger Run is the most fun you've ever had in your car. Bazinga. Gary O'Brien, my dog. So, um, Lots of shout-outs tonight. There's going to be tons of shout-outs. Um, but some nights we would push through 1200 people um most haunters understand 1200 people kills you um being a small haunted attraction in a movie theater 1200 people wraps around the building at least twice uh for about a three to four hour wait so i'm in this big huge room by myself then the next room is kind of enclosed there's a bathtub julie's flailing around and screaming and being psychotic And then the next room is Travis, where he's the half-body. And it got quiet after the group left me, and all I hear is, 
like this weird, I can't even make the noise because it's so hysterical. Where, oh, it's too funny. Well, he was, wasn't, didn't, because I wasn't there. This, this was the year before me. But he would me. pretend he was dead. He was like flailing his arms. And like, he would flail his like arms. One of those, uh, blow up wacky waving inflatable arm two men he did like car dealerships so i wanted to know what the fuck was going on so i followed behind a group a couple paces away he was the half body he was the half body before the x-ray room and so as i walk into the room i see him do his bit and go and flail his arms and these people screamed and took off running I lost my shit. I laughed. I was exhausted. It was like one o'clock in the morning. We didn't really close the ticket booth until two, which meant we didn't get out until four, which most haunters out there listening to this one um, can agree that usually a 2 a.m. closing time means that you don't get to bed until the sun rises. Yeah, the ticket booth closes at two. The doesn't, actors, the doesn't actors mean do the line closes at two. That could go on. Well, do you remember that one night that uh, it was the night we that, ran chainsaw together? Yeah, it was. Well, that no, it was the night that we got pulled over across the street. Oh, when my uh, was boss like, decided to call me fourteen thousand times. Yeah, but we had left the haunt like the sun was coming up. Yeah, it was like it was like five forty-five, six yeah, o'clock in the morning. It was almost six a.m. That was our busiest night at Psychomania. I think they said we did about eighteen thousand or eighteen hundred people, almost two thousand. And um it was three forty five, almost four. I remember literally crawling on the floor, just dead, dead to the world. I hadn't slept in two days. At this point, I was working um full time at a hotel. So I'd I'd go in at eight AM, get off at four, go to the haunt, start makeup at five, open the haunt by eight on my feet the entire time, close the haunt down two, three o'clock in the morning, get home between four and five, decide if I was going to shower and then sleep or sleep and then shower. And then I would have to be back at work at 8 a.m. Do you know my best memory from my first season? Oh, when you got stuck in the chain link fence and Troy come running out going, Mike's been stabbed. Mike's been stabbed. That's two different things. The the chain link fence was the one I'm thinking of. It was where... I climbed the fence and I set a top of it on that two by four. Now, mind but... you, Psychomania was really awesome because Phil and Matt would give us like handholds or footholds or give us shit that we could climb on, that we could beat, that we could we could actually use as our character. Yeah, they uh, and they built and uh, so what I did was I climbed up on top of that fence. It was that chain link. Is that called chain link? It is chain link. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. With the two by four on top that you could yeah. perch. I sat on top of it, but the the spikes at the top of the chain link fence were. Uh, I guess I didn't. I didn't see that my they shoelace was. Out. Well, I saw they were sticking out, but I didn't think to you know check my shoelaces. Right. And that group was coming through. Yep. And I went to jump over the group and land on that gurney on the other end of the. Because that's what you would do. You would start at the top of the chain link fence and jump over the group onto the gurney. So what had happened was, is when I went to make the jump, my shoelace got caught (laughs) and I, uh, I didn't get any air and I almost headbutted a child and I ended up, uh, hanging upside down by one foot 
Buy your shoelace. Buy my shoelace. That's when you got the name Monkey Boy. Jason had to. No, that's not where that came from. Oh, okay. That's from something else. Uh, But in the same, that's from the same In the same night, yeah. Yeah, that was Shannon and Tiffany. Yep. But this was a regular. uh, These were regular patrons that were coming through. Uh, But yeah, and then Jason had to come. Like, I started screaming for, like, someone to help. And then Jason, luckily, he was in the next scene running saws in the next scene at, right after mine. So he had to come after that group left while I had untie to just sit shoe. there hanging. Yeah, he had to untie my shoe and take my shoe off for me just so I could get free. Now, mind you, this was, what, six-foot-tall chain-link fence? No, it was about a six-and-a-half-foot. And, and that two-by-four that was on top of it. So you but were was... you were about six-and-a-half, seven-foot up in the air. Yeah, and then I dropped. <laughs> I, I was I was about I guess about a foot from the cr- ground cracking itself. my head open on yeah. that solid concrete floor. There's been many a times we've cracked our head on that floor. Oh God! Well, I remember one time I was doing a bit, and this was the next year when it was it was me, Jace, and then Jason. Jace's executioner. And uh, okay, I wasn't feeling any of my scares that night, so I thought, well, what can I do to kind of like Mix it up. Yeah. Spice it so up. So all I did was I slammed my head on that that wall, the, the concrete wall, mm. the exit door, as hard as I could. Ugh. And my eyes kind of like did like this camera flash and Pulled almost, out of your face. Yeah, almost knocked myself out. I have had a concussion. Yeah, you did on our. Uh, on Halloween uh, 2009. The, the night that I proposed to you. Yeah. Because that was at the haunt. Yep. On Halloween that yep. year. Yep. Um, at, the, at the end of my first year. Yep. I uh, So I ended up being promoted to a manager two days before we opened in 2009 <coughs> and um, my second year. Oh, and then there's the uh, when Troy got on the radio that saying oh, that, I oh, got stabbed, okay. oh. that I got stabbed. Okay, so which one do we want to talk about? Let's. All right. I'll, I'm, let me let me do the stab. Okay, go. So Troy. Uh, Troy. Uh, I had, uh, I, was, I, was in, I was in the middle of a scare and I just, I slapped that wood panel and this is in the same chain link gurney scene. Uh, I had just slapped a wall. I didn't know there was a screw sticking out and it was obviously a really dark room, but the screw went into the palm of my hand. And then I told Troy that, uh, I said, Hey, I need like a first aid kit or something. I, I, stabbed my hand on the uh on that on the screw right here and then troy got on the radio mike's got stabbed mike got stabbed we need somebody quick mike got stabbed now mind you this and is then, my first year as a manager and, then and I all just i remember... hear is mike got stabbed <laughs> my boyfriend at the time that i had convinced you, into and, working with and, us and you thought that somebody came through with a knife and put a blade in my stomach and Absolutely. tried to murder me. It was like, and you right? I'm like, no, I just, I got the screw stabbed my hand. You're like, damn it, Troy. Fuck damn it. you, Troy. You <laughs> son of a bitch. Freaked me the fuck out. Like, oh, anytime any of my haunt babies, anything happens when they get hurt, <laughs> that freaks me out. I'm like, all right, who did it? Whose ass do I need to kick? Because that, is, that depends on who it is. <laughs> oh, that's valid. 
there was not we're not name dropping, but there was always those couple of people who were like, eh, fuck this guy. Right? Or fuck that girl. Yeah, <laughs> well, let them just go. They'll be all right. They'll be okay. Just walk it off. It's okay. We haven't seen them since then. Who no. Cares? Um, <laughs> um, What's the one that you were going to say? I'm trying to remember. It was the, I got stabbed. You got stabbed. And then the. Uh... Oh, the, the concussion. So oh, at the end of uh, 2009, um, on Halloween, which Halloween was on a Saturday, we were severely short-staffed. And um, so the person that we had in the padded cell, which was my cousin Jennifer, um, didn't last very long, but I'm so proud that she came out and performed um, the way that she did. Like, Jen fucking fantastic i'm i'm glad that you came out and got to experience it but she tapped and we had to have someone fill in the place well david moody jumped in and was playing in the padded cell he was so good at he that. was good but i think he went too hard too fast too 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 well, short of a time through most of that season he, he was, was in, in the padded he cell he room. was but i guess he wasn't feeling it that night i studied him a lot watching him because it was my first season and Need something to go off of so i did that um so anyway he um he was gonna go take a break and i guess he wasn't feeling good because he took a little bit longer than he should have and so i stepped into the padded cell well someone came running through and i think it was matt kemp and he kept screaming there's a review team there's a review team there's a review team and i'm like why is there a fucking review it was either team? it was either matt or nick no, it was Matt because Nick was working. Yeah, that's Nick right. was in You're the right. doctor right. coat in uh, Julie's old room with the bathtub. Because yeah, I was I, the I was electro able to, bitch. Yeah, I was I was able to see him too. Yeah, I was able to see him too. Uh, when he put on the headless mask and ran around, and so um, anyway, I'm in the padded cell for probably an hour. In about forty five. Oh no, I I fuck. At this point, I don't know how long I was in the padded cell. So the review team came through, and I gave it my all. I threw myself against the wall. I threw myself on the floor. I started convulsing and seizing, and I hit my head one too many times on the concrete floor. I don't remember the rest of that night or literally the entire week. Oh, you were you were. I was of, concussed. You were out of commission for about a week. I was. I don't remember that week. You, that week has completely slipped. just. Uh, that it. was the floor was wet. The floor was wet. I thought I was throwing myself around. Yeah, somebody had spilled uh, a bottle of water in there. Was it water? Yeah. Something happened. I know that I hit my head really good because I remember waking up and people were walking past me. Yeah. And I woke up and was like, "Oh, I gotta act. What happened? <sighs> like, did I blink? There's a group. Oh crap! Here comes a group." Let's get the group. Yeah, oh, so they, uh, you had, yeah, you had slipped because the floor was wet. Lord. And you went like just like. Ham? It was like that in that scene in Jackass 3 where they did the high five thing to Bam. Don't even. <laughs> and he just went like flat. If you've seen Jackass 3 and That's the. My <laughs> I'm going to pee on myself. And there goes the mic. Wait, Lucy. <laughs> I can't. That's we're my we're experiencing <laughs> some some technical difficulties right now. 
but if you if you've seen Jackass three, his legs slipped out know, from under him, you know, and he went, you know the you know you know the part I'm talking about. So. Um. <laughs> I want to watch Jackass now. <laughs> and uh, what was oh, what what year was it? We did the coffin chainsaw. That wasn't a Ten. funny moment, but that Ten. was an Ten, because Jason yeah. from the attic was in the lobby at that time, and all of his actors were there, and they were like, people that the girl in the coffin was with was like, she's terrified of chainsaws. Get her, get her, get her, get her, get her. I thought and it was she just was a regular. In the coffin I thought right. it was just a regular patron. She was a regular patron, but this is okay. when the devil's attic came through. Oh, yeah, they were there hanging and out. And they were just hanging out. hang out. And they it wanted to hang out with us. Year. Yes. And so um, they were hanging out in the lobby because I remember Jason was standing next to me like, what are they going to do? And um, the the girl was in the coffin. Now, the coffin they had was a um, experience your own funeral and burial kind of ride. It, it was, was like a, a ride at Disney World or it was something. A, that, it was a buried alive simulator. Exactly. It and was creepy. It was cringy. And I creepy. never did it because I can't do small spaces oh, I like it. that. I did it. And I don't mind. I'm cool with being in enclosed spaces, but I guess it's the sound effects that it put off. That and thing the just, smells that came That thing out? just messed oh, yeah. me up. They did really good with Oh, that. it messed me up. But uh, she was laying in the coffin, and Mike was at the head of her. I was at the foot of her. And when it was over, they opened the um, head part for her to get out and she seen him he started his chainsaw uh, no I was at the foot of her I started my chainsaw and she seen me but she didn't we, see you we revved up at the same time no I revved first and she said oh shit and she backed out of the coffin towards oh, the head she bumped into me she jumped out and bumped into you and that's, that's when right. you looked at her and started your chainsaw we chased this bitch around the J.C. Penney's Green Tree Mall parking lot for 10 minutes because she was running away from both of us. We came we back for about a quarter mile almost. It felt I like. mean, up Lewis and Clark yeah. halfway to 65, like to that car parking lot. That's about a mile up the road. It, it was about a half mile up the road. <laughs> that, like she cleared Green Tree Mall in like 10 that, seconds. That she was, was gone. A, and at 4 a.m., that's a <laughs> oh, long man. run. That's a long run. At least there wasn't any traffic at 4 a.m. at that point. But she, um, like, her friends were laughing. They were dying. They were pissing on themselves. It was so funny. So oh, it was uh, amazing, though. It was they so had to get it. in their car to go search for her. We came back, and the lobby of, of Psychomania was full of not only our actors, but Devil's Attic people. I have never heard a round of applause and laughter. I'm pretty sure the girl. Oh, and then we came back into the lobby where the casket was, and someone said, I'm pretty sure she shit her pants. That's a shit stain, and it smells like shit. Oh, she that, just shit that herself. That smell that came out of that casket was... God-awful. It was terror shit. It yeah. was a literal, I am so scared, I just shit my pants scare. <laughs> it was the most amazing, exhilarating experience of my career. <laughs> It was minion. Oh my god, it was so bad. It was so bad. But that one was fun because like there were like four steps and we both like 
jumped off the steps, kind of like slid down the railing like and just the, uh, chased that her. Was, that was one of our cool chainsaw maneuvers. One of the best chainsaw no, maneuvers? The no. Best. No, the best is the last night at Psychomania in 2011. Is that the uh, throw? We it up? will, we can go to a break and come back. We still got three minutes. I can't tell this story in three minutes. <laughs> Nobody can. Nope. We'll uh we'll we'll take a quick pause and we'll be right back with more haunt industry stories. Woo-hoo. So we're gonna move on to Seventh Street Haunt. Woo boy. Uh there's a lot. We're gonna pick our favorites. Yeah. We're gonna we're we're gonna be kind of picky with this because we're we're over now officially over an hour into this episode and i really hope people listen to this <laughs> i doubt it but hey a girl oh. can dream right hey we have lots of listeners on spotify anchor google apple Podcasts, and five star ratings on good pod so forth and so on and you can also follow us and rate us on pod chaser leave a five star uh so there was it was this one night it was when you and travis Travis and I went to the showing of the Screamer at the Sheraton in Clarksville. And uh, so. Which, backstory really, really, really quickly is uh, the Screamer was made by Nick. um, His last name, I don't remember. But he kind of made a documentary of. What's his last name? (laughs) I'll think of it here in a minute. We're going to be about done. And then I'll be like, oh, this is his last name. But uh, he made a documentary of uh, haunt owners and how they got their start or how they started a haunt. Excuse me. And then they followed Matt Kemp and Phil Granger. Fuck you, Phil. I love you so fucking much, you old, disgusting, perverted man. We're all fired. We are all fired. That was his catchphrase. You're fired. Yep. If he didn't like your face, you're fired. (laughs) If he didn't like the way you said something to him, you're fired. So. But uh, we were, Travis and myself, Travis was the owner of 7th Street. This was our first year open in 2012. And so um, Travis and myself kind of left it in the hands of Mike and Tracy, his mom. And uh, here we go. So I guess you could say I was kind of running the house that night. But I was was outside running saws with, uh, oh, what's his face? And, uh, and, uh, some, uh, some patriots had gone through the haunt and, uh, a little while goes by and this, uh, this woman comes running out. Fat blonde bitch. Saying, uh, probably named this guy in the, in the church scene. He was trying to hit me with a candelabra and, uh, yelling shit. She was livid. I mean, she was like, she called the police. And so, fast forward to the the Shively uh, PD. The Shively showing up. up. And there's about three or four squad cars to come. Because mm-hmm. I guess they took this really serious. And at this point, Travis looks at me and he's like, the police have been called. We have to go now. So, uh, so while I'm outside, you know, all these cops go in. And uh, after the woman was explaining to them what what had happened so uh the actor that was in the church scene was uh our good buddy and fellow uh, haunter rick hall chainsaw reject too and uh 
they she had said that he was trying to feed her with a candelabra, and uh, <clears throat> he he wasn't. We've we've been working with Rick for years. We've known him for a long time. He would, and this is something he would never do, even to commit to a scare. He would never put another person in a harm's patron. way. A patron. And so now he put me in harm's way the well, night of HauntCon. That's you. That's a that's a different that's a different thing. <laughs> but so the police all go in, and I stayed outside. I didn't know what was going on. Uh, but the police go in, and I, and then by that time, you and Travis had shown back up. So yep. Travis was like, "Hey, I'm the owner. Uh, I run this place. Uh, let let's try to figure out what's going on. Yada yada yada." And uh, so they all go in the house, and then a, a few minutes go by. There's really nothing happening. And then about, I guess, another 10, 15 go by. And you see, like, six to seven police officers sprinting. Sprinting. They're running, like, like 5K sprint out of the haunt. And behind them is another one of our uh, co-haunters, uh, Bobby Dillingham, who was a clown in our circus scene. And he's chasing them all out of the haunt and he's just laughing and he's like squirting them all with a with a water it gun. It was either a water gun or he had like a sledgehammer or a, a fake knife or was, something. It was a water gun. And then they all stop and there are all the officers are laughing and having a good time. <laughs> and I'm I'm like, what the hell is happening? Except right that now? one little tiny small blonde office officer. And, but they're all like having a good time and laughing and I'm like, what is going on? So I went up and I, I talked to one of them and they had said that uh, one well, of their this buddies woman, this woman was apparently just trying to get your your friend in trouble. She she had been drinking. So uh, her husband her husband hadn't been drinking, but we're gonna just they're we're gonna escort them off the property and they're not gonna be any more trouble. And so they did that, and then they all, all the officers, all these on-duty officers came And then Travis was back. like, hey, why don't you guys just go through the haunted house? They, and they did. They all, like, and we let them in for free, and and they were really cool. <laughs> Long story short, these all, all these police officers ended up being super cool, and they had a great time. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it's, it's funny Until how... Until the end of you, it. It's funny how when you show up to go... Uh, possibly arrest somebody for <laughs> attempted Disorderly murder or whatever. And, uh, they, Isn't this the same night that Bobby up, was like chasing the, the short one with the blonde hair? And and Travis was like, no, Bobby, no, don't do that. And the dude pulled out the taser, but yeah, Bobby kept no, coming it at him. It wasn't, a, it wasn't a female officer. It was no, I said the guy. The, well, yeah, it was one of the ones he was chasing out and one of the officers almost zapped Bobby with his taser. <laughs> and but Bob, but Bobby did not let up. He was he was still in character. Scare. Yeah, he chased him like they got all the way inside to his scene, which was a little over halfway through the haunt. Or a, a, I thought he halfway, hit him in the lobby before halfway. No, they made it all the way into the clown room. Mm. And he chased him back out into the parking lot. And one of them was like, "Man, this like he, he scared him so bad, fucking pulled. that he was gonna he was gonna stun this. He was gonna stun Bobby with a with a taser." electrocute this guy and bobby was like no man i'm i'm i work here man i'm committed to this so but at at the end at the end of all of it they they went through and 
loved they it. They did the whole haunt, and they had a great time. And we were talking with them afterwards, and they 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 loved the whole show. And they they were like, man, we're gonna we're gonna come back, but we're gonna we're gonna pay next time, and we're gonna bring like our, our wives and our kids. And this we're that, just gonna other. have a good time. And they they ended up being so amazing. But it was it was funny that these officers showed up to arrest Rick. And ended up having a great time uh-huh. going. Ended up going through the haunt, and we were talking with them and hanging out after the show. And they were super cool. But that was that was pretty. I awesome. also remember. So shout out to the Shively Police for being, Shively Police Department for being so awesome. Oh yeah, with with us and you know. Oh, what about the one time you cornered the bitch in the porter potty and you wouldn't let her out, and then you jumped into her car and they traveled about a half mile up the road? Yes. Oh god. <laughs> so that that was kind of a. Well, well, a last before minute we came, thing before we came back on the air, we were trying to think of stuff that other things that seven suit could talk just about. Just because there was so much but every night, there was that something was, that was one that uh, I was I was running saws outside in the queue line, and uh, this bus pulled up and it had a bunch of like uh, not high school cheerleaders, they were younger, I'm gonna say like maybe Pee Wee League and a little bit older. The oldest one was probably 12 years old in the whole group of like 20. I thought this was an adult no, when you jumped were, into the car. Oh, this kids. is when you locked her into the this bathroom. Is, this is the bus. The bathroom locking. I got into the bus and the bus had a bathroom in it and I got in it. And when all the cheerleaders came back on the bus, I popped out of the bathroom. Oh, I'm talking about the girl who locked herself in the porter potty for like three hours. Actually, the one I was going to talk about is uh, when I got in the car. That one too. Yeah. I so there was one there was one person who was really scared to go through, so they kind of uh, left her. Uh I remember I can't remember if it was a guy or a girl, but that person stayed in their car and kind of like flagged me down, like, hey, come here, come here, come here. And uh so I walked up and uh and they had said uh hey uh my friends are going to be coming out soon. They went in a while ago, so they should be coming out any minute. Do you want to scare them? And I was like, "Yeah, sure, that'd be that'd be fine." So, um, <laughs> I got I got in the car <clears throat> in the back seat in the back seat, and uh, I I was hiding my saw the whole time because I wore mm-hmm. that big trench coat. Yep, and it was big enough where I could like hide the saw behind it. So, uh, they didn't know that I had a saw. <laughs> like hiding behind me inside my coat and i got the car in the back seat then all of the everybody got in the car and as soon as all the doors shut and the car started i raised up out of the back seat and i revved up the saw and i scared all of them and they were uh so much to the point where they uh they all drove me back to their house it, it was literally it was, to the White Castle down the road on 7th it Street. Was, it was about a three-mile drive. And they figured out. I scared out. them for three miles, all these people. I scared them all for three miles. And I was like, hey, can I can I go back to work now? <laughs> okay, on that note. But then I did it again. I found a car that was empty, but it was unlocked. So I got in the back seat and I did it again. But this was a different night. Yeah. And then the same thing happened. Of course. I mean, you would expect it. They're they're not going to stop. Yeah, it was, but still, I had a great time. Both but times. the the, I mean, you kept a girl in a porter potty for almost three hours because she didn't want to come out. Yeah, it was over half the night. 
when I yeah. kept her in the in the well. I mean, it wasn't like you would walk away and scare people, but she still wouldn't come out. Yeah. And her friends were ready to go, and they were pissed off at that time. But and, uh, the one guy that tried to trick me, and I almost beat him up. Yeah. I, got, I almost got in a fight one night, and then Nancy had to like back me down. So back on the party bus, I remember in uh, 2014 Is that party the, bus. The oh yeah, the back dock party bus. So at 7th Street Haunt, we are next to Expo 5 at the point at, at that time. And so they would have this, like. This story is funny and a lot of Disgusting cringe. and cringe. cringy. Lots of so we, uh, we would have party buses that would come in and they would pay for like however many people on the party bus. They would get VIP passes. They would skip the line. We'd sneak them in through like the what we would call the chicken door, which is the first door through the haunt that you would exit if you were too scared. So we would sneak them in group by group uh, through there. So kind of like a VIP line. Um, one night, this party bus comes in, and we don't know what it is. All we hear is party bus, and everybody's on their game. Normally, with a party bus, we have to be prepared for drunks. We have to be prepared for, you know, people who are ready to party. About, they they don't really. 98% well, that's true. 98% of the time, you have to be prepared with drunks. It's mostly but when we heard party bus, it was like game on. Like we have to judge while we're performing on whether or not they're going to be super drunk. They're going to swing or they're going to try and make out with us or they're all, just going to run away. Ones. Like there's too many options of what's going to happen. Some of them even want to hate. Oh, God, don't even get me started on that. We, that's a whole nother podcast. That's, a, that's another tale for us. That is another. another yeah. Far down. So um, this party bus pulls up, people go through, yada, yada, yada. They have fun. They go back out. Well, actually, the first group comes back out. So these two, I'm going to call them bitches because I can. And they are bigger than I am. And I'm, I'm a big girl. So they've got on high heels, short shorts, short skirts, short whatever. And they say, oh, my God, like, I have to go to the bathroom. I have to take a piss so bad. Like, where's your bathroom? I have to throw No, it wasn't throw up. It was piss. I said, okay, look, VIP oh, passes. I'll take you down to our, um, our shack down at the back, which is maybe an eighth of a mile from where the haunt is. The shit shack in a nice way, in a nice way. So there's no lights around it, like security cameras around it have to be uh, night vision to see what the fuck's going on. There were two bathrooms. There were a male bathroom and a female bathroom. Well, at this point, there was the um, just the male bathroom because somebody was in the female bathroom dying. Literally, their insides were coming out of their butthole. Um, so that, that happened more often. It happened a lot at the haunt. More often. Um, so we go into the male bathroom and there were two girls. One was a blonde and she was thin-ish and the other one was a brunette and she was thickish. Like I wouldn't even say thick. Like she was she was thick but in a non-hot. Yes, yeah, she was non-hot thick. <laughs> I I I mean bitch. she she was pretty in the face. So we eh. we we took them in and picture this. Leopard print tube top or tube dress and high heels. She, she was pushing 50. And uh, so we walk into the male bathroom and her blonde friend pops a squat on the toilet and brunette big chick pops a squat in the urinal. She pulls her underwear down in high heels 
and pisses in the urinal without missing a drop while the other chick is pissing in the toilet seat. So we're done. Game like, game. <laughs> so at this point, we're walking back to the back dock where they have this party bus. Now, it's it's a pretty big party bus, maybe school bus, large kind of thing. And uh, they load up onto the party bus. A couple of guys are in there. So if I remember correctly, because I had to go back in at this time, and Mike and Jordan, I think it was Jordan at the time, were out there. The blonde chick starts making out with this dude, and the brunette chick is, like, smoking a cigarette outside of the party bus. She walks inside of the party bus, flips her shit, grabs the blonde bitch, and throws her into the window facing towards the back dock where you guys are sitting. This was And then all of a sudden we hear screams. That's my boyfriend, you bitch. She said, no, that's my boyfriend. I've been effing him for X amount of time. And she said, but we've been together for a year. And then all of a sudden it was fucking hands. Just like pinwheel, like what? what is it? Like Ferris wheel, well, pinwheel, remember, like. She was giving that dude a lap dance. And then she turned around and started making out with him because the brunette chick was outside smoking. And all of a sudden, I get this call on the radio that I overhear because, of course, I'm a manager at this point and I have an earpiece. And it says, bitches be fighting in the bus on the back dock. Best bet, I ran as fast as I fucking could to the back dock to see this chick fight of these 50-year-old women throwing fucking hands. It was not the fun kind of chick fight either. So they're going at it, and I was like, okay, this is, okay, I'm going back in. So they round everybody up, get them in the bus, and leave, and that was about it of that night. But it was so funny to see the, this chick, like, squatting over, not even squatting. She was, like, knees locked, straight position, pissing in a urinal, and then beating up the same girl that she was holding hands with while taking a piss for making out with her boyfriend that night. And stuff like that usually happens in the reverse. It's like you get drunk, you get in a fight, and then you're cool afterwards. Right. This was you get drunk, you're cool, and then you fight, and then you're cool again. It was kind of like it, the script was flipped on it a little bit, I guess you could say. Didn't they end up in the like outside of the bus at the same time smoking a cigarette and crying and hugging or something? No, no. I, not not that I remember. They might have been. There was something weird about that I one. Don't, I don't recall that part. Um, uh, I could be wrong. Because I do try to forget that that whole thing ever happened. Oh, it was so bad. I mean, think and, of, like, uh, the Jersey Shore Housewives. No. It, it was it was kind of like the Jersey Shore Housewives. Oh, the Jersey Shore, like, like, how they look, and, how they yeah. talk. Like, that's the, how it was. Guido bitches. Okay, yeah. Guido, yeah, Guido. Yeah. Uh, one of my other favorite moments oh, from working at 7th Street is <clears throat> when... Uh, We'd got a call on the radio mm-hmm. that there was a guy walking around the back of the line. And he was really suspicious looking. Oh, shit. And Travis's and, mom, Tracy, just yeah. like me and, well, me and ran Travis from were, the concession stand with a, a piece of wood in her hand. No, and she was, was like, a, I would a be lead, a motherfucker. It was a lead pipe. That's right. Like, she came out ready to brawl. And, uh, I remember that. But me and that. Travis, were we, were we got in his car. And we were driving back and forth, up and down. And this is a really long parking lot. I want to so, say about a mile. The Expo 5 property, I know uh, no one listening probably knows what I'm talking about. But 
to kind of give you a, a breakdown. Back lot's about a mile like. long, the whole mile ex, and a half the long. The whole ex, Expo 5 property was about a mile and a half long. It was Two a miles, lot maybe. of place. And the whole back parking lot was all of that. So me and Travis, Travis are driving back and forth trying to find this guy, but no one's there. Nope. And we finally make our way back to our building on the back dock at 7th Street Haunt, and Tracy is, like, standing on the back dock, like, holding this big mag light flashlight, with, like, big spotlight flashlight, you know what a mag light is, uh, and she's in one hand, and in her other hand, she's got, like, this, uh, like, a, a lead pipe, like, she's ready to start swinging, and, and she's, she's out for blood this night, but, uh, and that, that was hilarious. Speaking of which, you can actually see the back lot of uh, Expo 5 in 19... Oh, I don't remember what year. Oh, my God. Night of the Living Dead. Night, or the Return of the Living Dead. Return of the Living Dead. That opening scene where it says this date at this time. The opening sequence to the movie. The opening sequence is the back parking lot of Expo 5. That was us. Yep. That was us. Yep. Yeah. And it's a very long stretch. Yeah. And they're just... They're cruising that whole thing. Yep. That all of that is where yep. our haunt was located. I just remember thing. Tracy, though, with that lead pipe in her hand, running to the back dock going, yeah. I'll get them! I'll get them! Where are they? I'll get them! Oh, it was amazing. It was amazing. It was hilarious. I loved it so much. Um, What about the time... Uh, when D ordered the pizza? When D ordered oh, the God. pizza. So, one of our uh, actors, our very first year at South Street Haunt, Never done this before, Haunt. ever. This, yeah. This is like brand new, and he, uh, while we were open during our uh, operating hours, he had ordered. It was like midnight. Yeah, he placed a Pizza Hut order, and so this guy, but we didn't know. We didn't know this, so I'm outside running saws in the queue line, <laughs> which was my that was my uh, area was where line. I work. Yeah, and uh, Pizza Hut delivery guy walks up to the ticket booth which is in my area. And he had said, hey, I'm here for a, a what was it, D. Thompson? A D. D. Thompson was his name. Thomas? D. Thompson. Something like that. Yeah. And we're like, why is he ordering pizza? No, and, he said, Travis, I have an order for a pizza to go to the mine. And Travis, there was no D. Thompson. Travis, it was, I need to go to the mine. Travis was like, what? So Travis went into the haunt and called and said, D, I need you to come outside. Uh, there's a pizza here for you. And so he's like, oh, good, my food's here. So he ran outside, and Travis was like, no, you're not, no. You're, no, we're not doing this. You can't do that. And since uh, our, which was our opening season, and I was the GM mm-hmm. that year. So I was next in line to Travis, the owner. And I was like, um, that's my pizza, dude. So I took it and I it was a personal pan and breadsticks. Mm-hmm. And I took it and I ate it. <laughs> Dick move. Uh, well, when you're the boss, it was he walked up and said, "I have an order for D, and I got to go to the mine." When when you're there name- was like so many people there named like Daryl and D and well, his name was his name was D D E E. So was D in the back hallway. Did you have a good time? She was at the front of the building. I know, but they said we have an order for D in the mine. Yeah, we need to deliver this pizza to D in the mine. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> he did not get his food that night. I did. 
I was like, jerk. Hey, it's a, hey, when your name's on the building, you can do whatever you want. That's true, but your name <laughs> wasn't on the building. Yeah, technically. <laughs> um, we are the Flash. Or we are Sesame Street Hollywood. I remember the one time, um, first season, first or second maybe, that a review team who will not be named because fuck them uh, came through and the fire alarm went off in the middle of them going through to review us and they are like at that at that point they were well known review team at the time not at, so at the anymore. time not so much anymore because they suck dick oh wait i can't say that though because they don't like that we don't know that that's true closeted <laughs> homosexuals um <laughs> anyway so they um <laughs> So as they're going through, they're about halfway through the haunt, and the fire alarms go off. And we are trained every year at the haunt. Oh, this. Yeah. We are trained every year at the haunt that whenever a fire alarm goes off, you stop what you're doing, break character, and grab anybody (laughs) around you and take them to the middle of the hallway so that we can get you out. I'm going to, I'm going to. Pause me on that one. Pause you on that because. Mm-hmm. I did that very thing, mm-hmm. and Travis said, "Get back to your scene." No, this was that night. Oh, when he yelled at me. When he yelled at you. Yeah, like and no, and I... we're trying to get people out because the fire alarm was going off, and Travis is running through the middle hallway. Now the middle hallway is probably what thirty feet long, maybe a hundred yards, a hundred yards long, thirty feet wide. It's about a football field. It's about. 50 yards, 30, 50 yards long, about a 100 feet wide. He is running up and down the hallway as people are coming out with people and customers and guests. And he looks at Mike and Mike is like leading the charge. And he goes, I remember this because I was coming up the back hallway with a group. I had a group of like 15 people. And he looks at Mike and goes, get them back in the halls. Get them back in the haunt. Get them in. No. Get them in the haunt. Me. We have a review team. And uh, I think it was, I think it might have been. I, I, I'm probably wrong, but I feel like Caleb. He wasn't there. No, it was. No, oh, he was not. No, he wasn't there. No, it was some. It was Daniel Montgomery. That's who it was. It was. Daniel. Oh, he was following you out. It, me and Daniel was like, Daniel, help me get these people out because the fire alarm is going off. And, uh, <clears throat> and, uh. But yeah, I got in trouble for leading people to safety. Thanks, Travis. Even though it wasn't really needed. Nope, but it was just a malfunction. It was a malfunction on the night that we were to be reviewed. Nothing was wrong. And they docked us for that, even though it wasn't our fault. Because they're bitches. They're pricks. Oh, you're going to get docked points on the review because your fire alarm went off. Because that's our fault. Yeah, because we can control that. I mean... I remember one time um, going back to hide and seek in the dark, which is like one of my most favorite things. Being outside in the woods um, at at an outdoor haunt sucks because it's really hard to set boundaries to play hide and seek in the dark. Um, we had uh, one guy who was not found literally all night. We started hide and seek in the dark at like four in the morning and Everybody was ready to go home, and we couldn't find him. We looked every nook and cranny, and Pyro was on the very top. 
fun playing hide and seek on 7th Street. Oh, 7th Street, hide in the dark was so much fun. We could not find him to save our lives. Like, there was about 25, 30 of us searching for him, and he was on the top of one of the, not even in the crow's nest, he was on one of the top of the, the walls, like, balanced perfectly between three walls, and he ended up passing out because after hours on a Saturday at 7th Street always ended up in people drinking. Yeah. So if you were of age, you were able to drink. Travis would go and buy a couple cases of beer. You could have some beers, whatever. Sometimes people of age would bring liquor or more beer. And so we would completely get fucking wasted and wait until the sun came up and kept going because we we wouldn't have to be back in until later because Sunday was light night. Yeah. But Saturday nights at 7th Street Haunt was my favorite times, especially hide and seek in the dark when you were given nothing but a glow stick. Oh yeah, it was amazing. You were paired up. There was one time I was like crammed into the voodoo room in the in the boat in the voodoo room. Like I crammed myself up in that boat like deep as shit. And they couldn't find me. And then I had to like unfold my fat ass out of the boat. <laughs> and it hurt so bad, but it was amazing. It was worth it. Um I've been punched in the face multiple times by actors because I didn't know where they were. Yeah. Uh, especially Pyro. Pyro got me once and I accidentally grabbed his junk on accident. Um but uh I I mean so many so many good memories at Seventh Street. We'll come back and wrap it we up. Had a, we had a lot of good ones at Seventh, but um And we're back. Woo woo So to leave off we're the, um uh, uh, the story that you want to tell it or you I want do. me to? I can. Go for it. Take it away. So um, coming into Theater 4, we had a hallway that had um, that you could run saws on. We were missing our lead saw runner, Jason Evans. I love him so much. Um, and so Mike That took, was my mentor. And well, uh, Our mentor, Our really. mentor, exactly. Yeah, the greatest chainsaw reject of all time. Absolutely. And yeah. he also, like... Next pumped to, us up next to josh cody buzz shaka the ogs the ogs shout outs <laughs> from uh socal that's three shout outs in a row clown nailed that shit and of course drew yeah definitely fucking drew. drew love that man so much but uh so he was missing that night and mike took over the main chainsaw last exit hallway area i took the <laughs> I took the um, the first hallway to kind of initially start the saw, get them through, get them through four. They expected that was it. And then they get to Mike and there's another chainsaw. The very last scare of 2011 that we had together, because um, if you're listening and you know, Psychomania burned in 2012. So our last night was in October of 2011. Psychomania burnt October, November, December, January, four months later. Pour one out for, drink one for Psychomania. Yep, drink one for Psychomania. Maybe if you guys have a drink maybe, in your hand, take a drink. Memory lasts forever. Its memory will never die. So the last scare of the night, the last group that came through, I was in the first hallway in Theater 4. I started my chainsaw, and I scared them. I went fucking hard knowing that it was the last group because i seen like one of the security guards walk behind him 
So I was like, I knew this is it. This is the last scare of the group. We're getting ready to leave. We're done. I went balls to the wall. Was so it, was it the last scare? It was the very last scare That's of the night. Right. And this was like so, at three o'clock in the morning. Oh, it was like three, three thirty in the yeah, morning. It was so I ripped my cord in the chainsaw. Now, mind you guys, this is a pool on and it pulled and right it was out. a I mean, it was heavy as shit anyway. So I ripped my cord. And when I say ripped my cord, I ripped my fucking cord. I pulled the entire fucking starter cord the, the out. Cable, the cable just yanked out of the saw. The the, the cable was... <laughs> just went. I didn't know because when I start a chainsaw, I, I I pull it really hard and rip it. And I don't think about where it goes from there. So I ripped it and I started it and I was just going at it. Then I hit the brake and I turned it off and I was like, all right, Mike's got him. Well, I'm hearing great, 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 great. So I'm like, what? He can't get it started. So I run up the side hallway with my chainsaw and i'm like yeah here comes this group i'm gonna get them again i reach down to grab the cord and i'm like oh fuck there's no cord so i couldn't start the saw the cord was gone there's no way the last group i'm i that there's no way you can change the cord at that point the the pull string so i get to mike and i'm like what's wrong and he's like i don't know i can't get it started the group is inching closer and closer and closer and closer like we hear the second to last like cue that we would have before it was your turn to go so i'm trying to figure it, it out was, it was that machine gun thing was it the machine that, gun that and mike mullins it was and mike mullins it was, was mike mullins yeah. yep he was and our cue he was the cue so at that point we heard the the machine gun go off and i i couldn't figure out what it was but for some reason to the haunt gods out there I was able to, I'm on my hands and knees trying to get this saw started. So I'm like yanking and yanking and yanking and yanking. So as soon as this group comes through and it gets to like midway of the group, and this is a pretty big group. This is like eight or 10 people. It was a lot. I ripped the fucking cord, started that fucking chainsaw up. Mike is behind me. I guess it was some sort of like psychic thing where i started it and i in, looked kind of behind head, me in my head all i was thinking like i didn't even say anything to you i'm like in my head i'm going Man, this would be awesome this would be like a cool trick let's see if i can do it and i just ran charging at you and so i started and the like chainsaw our minds synced up and you knew okay this is what we're doing this is totally and what it, we're doing so it, i exactly as I, I started the saw i threw it straight up in the air and then i braced myself as you ran and bungee like you jumped off yeah. of my back like an olympic gymnast you jumped off my back grabbed the chainsaw in mid-air revved it up and finished the last scare that psychomania ever had with that fucking badass trick that Was we are that... so fat and old we cannot <laughs> do it again not at the time we weren't no, not at the time we weren't, because that was 10 <laughs> years ago, honey. 10 years ago this year. We're, we're uh, less in shape than we, now. Than less we in were, shape and agile. Than, than we were back yes. then. But that no, was... that was the coolest shit. Like, it, I wish we could have had that on video for the rest of our and, lives. And then in February of... February 28th, it was two days after my birthday. I get a phone call at 6 a.m. from, like, three people. 
and I and I got a phone call from David Moody. Yep. And he said, "Hey, turn on the news. Psychomania is on fire." So it was. It was. Uh, and man, that was heartbreaking. Oh my god, I cried for days. That happened, and I lost my job in the same day. That's yeah. the day I got let go from when I when I used to work at Pizza Hut. Mm-hmm. All that in the same day. Yep. Man, but that trick was fucking phenomenal. Oh, it was beautiful. It was perfectly executed. And no one witnessed and... it but those people that walked through. <laughs> and I really wish that they would talk about it so we could find out and have, like, proof. I yeah. swear it happened. It did. It totally did. Oh, we my were, God. We were, we were there. We were we we we're witnesses for each other yes i can validate that incident and as can you oh what about the time that uh jace we had to call in for reinforcements so we um no 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 no, no. we're talking about this one flashbacks vietnam flashbacks for you (laughs) the single most (laughs) the scariest moment of my entire so to give you backstory to give you guys backstory on that one um is there were four theaters all the other theaters were perfectly stacked like they had actors they yeah. had they had everything that they needed theater four we would always get short shitted like they would whoever was there was there whether you had the full cast of theater four or two people and uh being the manager of theater four at that time i also had to go in quite a bit um to work and act and perform so one night i was desperate it was probably midnight and no one in theater four now we opened at 8 p.m so 8 9 10 11 12 four hours later we had no breaks people were pretty much pissing on themselves and needing water refills and it was just it was a busy night like butthole busy butthole fucking busy that night i said that and lucy looked up butthole it was a butthole busy night, Lucy. <laughs> so I called my brother at like 1130. She has a little puppy. So um, I called my brother who worked with us in 29 and 10. And I said, look, dude, I know you're exhausted. I know you're tired. You're working at UPS. I said, is there any way you can come up here for an hour? To at least help us relieve. It was around. It was around eleven o'clock that night. When I texted him and I was like, "Look, dude, I'm I'm begging you, please, just come up for an hour, just get us enough time to let everybody go piss. We can't move. We are so busy." So he texted me. He said, "Yeah, I'll be up there in thirty minutes." Well, thirty minutes later, I didn't know, but he's in the parking lot chugging he, a fifth he, of fucking bourbon. He texted you. He said, "Hey, I'm here," and then you texted me, "Hey, Jace is here." Can you run outside and go grab him and bring him in? So I did. And he's and, slapping like Maron clown white paint on his he, face he and like, punching himself like in the face. Ten and... second corpse paint. Yep. And he threw down a fifth of bourbon. And I'm going, whoa, 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 In whoa, the 20 whoa. minutes, like, yeah. Chase, whoa, 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 whoa. We... Whoa. What the fuck, dude? So, you can't so, do so this. Down. You don't drink and haunt at the same time. He's like, I'm getting in the mood. I drink. And I know things. But he doesn't know things. <laughs> he really doesn't. I love him so much, so much with every part of my being, but he doesn't know things. This world would not be what it is without Jace Aaron Raven. That's lead, true. Lead vocalist for Crown of Serpents in Louisville, Kentucky, and lead guitar player for the band She, S-H-I. <laughs> you can Plug. find them on SoundCloud. Uh, I'm on Spotify. 
follow so, on Facebook at. <laughs> I, I don't know what their Facebook is. I know Crown doesn't Face, have a Facebook, Facebook because. Facebook.com slash she. I, I don't know. And send then that Jace, weird send symbol. Jace Rayleigh with a Rayleigh with a W a friend request on Facebook. So, um, yeah, he is anyway. pretty cool. Anyway, so he's like, he's already pounded down a Shout fifth out. of um, bourbon. I think it was Beam, maybe. Or no, it was Evan Williams. That was his you're, drink of no, choice. You were, you, were, you were in the house. I went outside to go greet him, and it was Beam. It was Jim. So he's already pounded that down, and he's punching himself in the face and, like, throwing himself against the dumpster and trying to get into all, character. All I'm thinking is, Jace, dude, we don't have time for this. We we want to just, like, We have to piss. Like, like I need to smoke to a cigarette. Can you just, like, not beat yourself up for, like, you know, 10 seconds? Yeah, something like that. If you're going to do that, can you go in there and do that? Yeah, please? just throw yourself around inside. Like, we got to get this moving. Oh, boy, did he. Oh, my God. So... At this point, they've already changed the layout, and uh, it's very twisty-turvy and windy-curvy. And so we put Jace in the, um, you know, how I said in the last, what I said in the last story with the chainsaw with that hallway, that first that's, hallway, that's where you were. when you walked in. No, I was literally everywhere that night just trying to cover spots. So I, he comes I was, in. That's right. I was the opening saw. You the were the opening hallway. saw, which is when you said, here is my baseball bat. That's that's where I And Ed that. was in the hospital to cover because Chandra was out. And then um the blonde chick, I don't remember her name, was in the body bags and the she was, it was some the sewer room. No, she wasn't a volunteer. It she wasn't? was that no, she was that blonde haired girl in the uh YouTube video of Psychomania, the one who was just like the face. Oh, she was just staring. And she was just staring, but that's, she was covering yeah. that in the sewer pipe maintenance room. And then um, Irish was there that night, and yeah. Alex, no, I, Alex was Rick, there. Rick. Rick was there. Cruz Rick, was there. Rick was in the padded cell. Cruz was on his, his I was, uh, I was on the platform. platform. Right. So there was, there was probably, I'd say, maybe five or six of us that me, was in that area when we needed Ed about did, 10 to 12. Me and Ed were doing three scenes by myself. But by Ed was the last <laughs> chainsaw. We had to give it to him that night no. because Jason wasn't there. No. You were on call. No, me, I was me not. Me and Ed, because me and Ed were in the nurse's station, crouching down, hiding behind it. So anyway, we gave uh, somebody. It wasn't me, because that was my uh, area to manage. Right. Somebody, somebody gave Jace a drunken dick, a baseball bat. That would be me. And all of a sudden, I hear is, oh, fuck, who gave him <laughs> okay. the baseball bat? Let, let me break it down for you people out there. So... I go into the nurse station, which is the scene after me, which is where our, our uh, at the time, our friend and slash co-worker, Ed, was. He was working the nurse's oh area in the hospital scene by his self. I was in the scene ahead of him working the hospital hallway by myself. I was on saw. I was running chainsaw in that hallway by oh myself. My so I go in. <laughs> I give Jace. I said, Jace, here's my bat. Do something with it because I didn't trust him to run a saw. <clears throat> And I, as soon as I go through the ward nine doors, all I hear is this: like it sounded bing. like it sounded like Walking Phoenix's Joker laughing, and then just bing, 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 and then like, but no patrons were coming through the doors, so I got worried, and so I peeked through the doors, and here comes and patrons. And then I, I went, "Shit, Ed, get down, get behind the nurses' station." He goes, "What's going on?" I said, "Just get down." So me and Ed are hiding behind the nurse desk. 
which is like six rooms away because of the twisty turn no, new thing. It was the hallway. You go through the ward nine doors. I know, but you couldn't get to the then, nurse's station unless you went through the shock pads and all of that no, shit. Not that nurse's station. No. It was you go through the hallway and then you go and there's like that little like five by five waiting room area, which is a small room. You can't do anything in it. And then there was the nurse desk. And behind that desk, the one that you and Ed would normally work with the the mannequin on that gurney. With the baby that busted yeah, through the belly? That scene. That was 2010 then. No, this was 11. 11? You had to go through the shock pads. I have photos. But me and Ed are hiding behind there, and through the board nine doors, you could just hear this laughing and the sound of a baseball bat pinging off the floor and the walls. Concrete. Yeah. Pure concrete. Oh, yeah. And it got dead silent, and I looked at Ed. and It had been silent for, like... Me and Ed were, like, rock, paper, scissors on who has to go check. (laughs) There was blood everywhere. And it was just, like, all the patrons were just, like, up against the wall, and Jace was laying on the floor, topless, laughing. And I just, I broke character, and I'm like, just come on through. Come on through. And then they went through the doors, and Ed would do his scare. And then we sent him around through the uh, electro bitch mm-hmm. scene into the body bags around the corner. I'm pretty sure that and was the best scare that they've ever had in their life I because did. he was fucking crazy that well, night. What sucks is because you remember it was like a just like a, a wall about yay high. About four foot tall. It was like, yeah, like a four foot wall. Maybe not even that tall, yeah. really. And then it was a curtain and through that curtain right there on the other side of that little wall. Yep. That's where the padded cell was yep. where Rick was. Yep. So, and then, as they're going through into where Rick is, Jace comes barreling through those doors and leaning over, trying to jump over the wall and go get him. I'm like, so me and Ed are, like, grabbing Jace by the by the waistband on his pants, trying to, like, pull him back through so he doesn't murder him. He everyone. was fucking out for blood that night. It, and then we were like, dude, just go home. And then, go no, home. no, 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 I remember you saying, come here, come here, come here. And I remember coming up going, like, what's going on? What, what's What's the problem? And then you're like, just listen to this. And then yeah. another group comes through, and I'm like, oh, shit. Because you would go. Up, I said, oh, shit. Like, you would go up there were like, hallway, and then through the Ward 9 doors, and that was the nurse's station. Yeah, but and I then, had that, that sneak through. And then, yeah, that's, yeah. And then you would go through oh, the nurse's shit. station into Electro Bitch. Yep. Round the corner into the body bags, into the <laughs> boiler, into that boiler room, through, and then into the yep. padded cell where yep. Rick was. Yep, the boiler room. And to then the pad itself. you would turn and go into where Cruz was in the jail and then afterwards. Turn again, and you go up that hallway where yep. Irish was. Yep. And then after that, it was oh, the chainsaw. Oh man, Irish! I remember uh, the the first time we had like almost like a haunters night, and oh, Irish yeah. just got out of prison. Oh, when he was having a wank. And, <laughs> he uh, pulled down his pants and was completely God. pantsless. Yeah, he was trying and to he was, David Moody. He was wanking himself it as a was, prisoner. That was the most like haggard thing it was awful and if if anybody knows irish and he says do you want to see the flames say yes oh yeah yes you want to see the flames hey jace irish needs to talk to you what the fuck you just hear what the fuck (laughs) it was cringe for jace but not for the rest. no it was hilarious for the rest of us theater for except for jace enjoyed that i remember um my first year as the as one of the managers and i was running around um making sure everybody was okay i hear 
hey, you need to follow these guys because they're being dicks. And I'm like, okay, let me just follow them. Now, when you follow a, a customer who is either a dick, drunk, high, something, you you give them a good a, a good amount of distance to see and make sure, like, if they swing, if they touch, you know, whatever, fuck up shit. So we have, the, um, like, we had, like, a house scene, and we would walk through. And uh, and then from the, the, the house scene, it, it turned into, we had one of those, um, oh, shit, my mind's drawn a blank. The, the vortexes. Vortex. Oh, so we had a vortex. vortex. Now, the vortex that we had at Psychomania was built from two-by-fours and fabric and glow-in-the-dark paint. Is this and, the yeah, story? Yeah. No, well, this is one of the buddy stories. So <laughs> Buddy so Buddy was a deaf mute and he was absolutely fantastic. I love that man so much. Um he built it. So as I'm walking through, like before I walk through the vortex, there's a a room before the vortex. This this guy was like trying to show off in front of his girlfriend and all of a sudden I hear what the fuck from the actor on the other side of the vortex. This kid decided he was going to try and flip over the railing, which is a two by four, not a smooth pole. And I hear chunk, 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 chunk. It's like when a hamster gets its foot caught in the hamster wheel. It was caught in the fucking wheel. He went around a couple of times Except because he was trying to show off to this girl. It was a drunk guy wheel. Somebody <laughs> pulled him out and he tried to like he was pissed off at everybody. But I was like, dude, you you flipped you tried to flip didn't over the bar to, didn't we have to shut down for like a, almost, oh we like, shut down about, for about 30 minutes yeah, because of that yeah. yeah because he he fucked up the motor it was a much needed break though. oh god every <laughs> night at psychomania was a much needed break I just my remember, first season i just remember phil coming through saying someone almost died in the vortex so if you want to go smoke go yeah like doesn't care nope nope <laughs> and we were all just like okay i mean my first season we were so busy that season they would break the front of the house and I was at the very end of, of the haunt. So by the time they got to me, everybody who was at the front of the house had already been outside for 10, 15, 20 minutes. When I went outside and I grabbed a cheeseburger that they gave us and went to smoke a cigarette, like light up that cigarette, they were screaming everybody back inside. So yeah. I learned how to eat a burger, smoke a cigarette and take a piss in the bushes at the same time. We got really, we got really good at that. Um, so, Buddy, God love him, we were standing in the queue line, which was an old grave site, like a, a cemetery-type area before you entered the house, like a front-of-the-house facade, which was fucking beautiful. Oh, God, yeah. it was fucking gorgeous. So, a friend in the group in front of us tried to scare someone in their group, is like hiding behind one of the tombstones, jumped out and screamed. <laughs> or no, they screamed at Buddy. They were trying he's, to scream at Buddy and me. Like, well, they screamed at him and he didn't move. And I looked at him and I looked at Buddy and I started chuckling and Buddy looked at me and signed to me, what's so funny? And I looked at him and said, the guy behind you, now I know some sign language, so I, I signed to him, the guy that is behind you jumped out and tried to scare you. And he's laughing and I'm dying because I know that Buddy is a deaf mute. And I look at the guy and I said, dude, you'll never get him. And he said, why? I said, because Buddy is a deaf mute. He can't hear you and he can't talk to you. This guy turned 14 shades of red in the dark and I could tell. 
his friends would not stop just fucking with him the whole time we were in line. It was beautiful. It was, I wish I could have had that on video. Again, we, another we, video one. We gave our all for Buddy every night. Oh, absolutely. All, fucking love All Buddy. four years. All oh, yeah. four years. Oh, yeah. It's all for Buddy. Remember the one time that we played hide and seek in the dark at Psychomania? You talking and- about the time when Jamie went through the ceiling, or not the ceiling, but like that balcony that was like 20 feet It was like a air. painter's ladder yeah. or a painter's uh, beam or something. Yeah. And he so when we it. played hide and seek <laughs> in the dark, we feet. always had uh, pairs. Like we would always pair up. And um, you would just, you would have two minutes to go and find somewhere to hide. You can roam around if you wanted to, but Jamie, who had practically built Psychomania first and second season, decided, hey, I'm going to climb this scaffolding. I'm going to climb a fire escape into the where the, the curtains were oh, for me, the movie theater. No, he was like, hey, dude, come up here. I know the perfect hiding spot. So we climbed up that ladder. And it, again, it was like 20 feet. In the, it was about <laughs> 20 feet in the air. And he was like, follow me. Like, I'm like, all right, but I'm about like, you know, three, four, maybe five feet behind. Oh, him. yeah. And I just hear cause it's so dark. You can't see and You can't see your hand in front of your face. But I just remember hearing this like. This, now, like thunderous sound. And I shine my flashlight towards him. And all I see is Jamie, like with his arms, like. You know, like when you're waiting in like deep water and you're just kind of like floating there and your hands, and your are, hands are like up yeah. on your neck or around yeah. your chin. That's all I saw him in. <laughs> and then I, I just start hearing laughing and I shine my light down at the floor and it's you and those other two people that we were with and Matt. I forget the other two guys' names. Uh, and you guys were all just rolling and Jamie's feet. Okay, so if any of you listening, if you've ever watched The Office, you know the scene, the episode where Dwight does the fire drill, mm-hmm. and Oscar climbs into the ceiling, <laughs> and the ceiling crashes through, and you just see his feet kicking. That's exactly what this looked like, but from twenty feet in the air, and now, I, I almost plummeted to my death from laughing so hard. <laughs> now, when you play hide and seek in the dark in a haunted house, you turn off every single fucking light, and the only thing glowing. Are the glow sticks you have in your hands and the exit signs. Now, at Psychomania, we did not have glow sticks. It was every man for themselves, and I hope you have good night vision. Oh, it was. It was. Uh, <laughs> it was hilarious. The, the whole thing was hilarious. I'm uh, trying to think of some other funny ones. The one night we that play, we were. Um, uh, we used to play that a lot at 7th Street Park. Too. We did. Almost every night. I was going to say one of my favorite memories, though, is uh, no, at at Psychomania is uh, my first year because I had such a large room and um, it it was just exhausting. And we were so busy. They were there were conga lines. Now, when we say conga lines, it's not like. Eight people in a group go through six people in a group go through. No, it was. Six hundred people. In a fucking line, like chain ganging, heel toe, heel toe, shuffling through your room. So at this point, everybody is done. If you were an extra, security guard, sales, management, whatever, you jumped into costume and makeup and you got into a scene. Well, Matt Clayton, who was uh, in the lobby as entertainment, as a keyboard artist, 
um, he uh, jumped into a beautiful blue prom dress. And by blue, I mean. But it was like, did you say it was one of those like 1970s or 80s? Oh, it was like, 80s it was, or 90s prom really, dress. Yeah, it was an it was old like a, one. A 30, 40 year old. It was old. And uh, it had like the big poofy shoulders. It had poofy. No, I think it was a spaghetti strap, but it still kind of had poofy shoulder or not shoulders, but sleeves. It was, uh, the chest. And uh, so he put on makeup very badly. Um, bad eyeliner, red lipstick, hot pink lipstick, blue eyeshadow, a terrible black wig. And he ran into theater four in my, my big, huge room that I was carrying by myself. And we started, like, dancing conga dances with these people and, and acting a fool. He ran up behind this one group who was not moving. And I will never forget this. I really kind of want this tattooed on me just because it's hysterical. I'm a bird. Flap, flap, flap. <laughs> I'm a birdie. Flap, flap, flap. And he didn't <laughs> flap his arms fast. It was nice and slow. And and it was caca caca flap flap. Like that's one of my my favorite my favorite memories. Caca caca tuki 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 caca caca hee tuki tuki caca 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 caca. It is an on off button that you just touched. That's a thing. I Good was job, two, Jerk. I was today years old, Ken. We apologize. We experienced some technical difficulties. No, Mike did technical difficulties because he touched a button that he shouldn't have touched. So, um, after the next break, we'll come back with the uh, fun stories from Seventh Street. I have. Oh shit! You forgot about when you got punched in the face by that. I will. I will. We will wrap up Psychomania. We will rack up. Wrap. Rack up. We will wrap up Psycho Mania. Well, let's wrap it up right now. With, Hurry up. With that. And uh, we'll you and right Jason now. were tag teaming in that back hallway. Me and Jason were tag teaming a group in a back hallway. Long story short, a 13-year-old girl punched me. Squared the fuck up to your face. A small child punched me dead in my mouth. I don't think she was small. I think she was like a softball player or something. Yeah, we'll go with she was i'm trying to help you here baby <laughs> she was much taller than me but no she uh a lot I, of people are much taller I, I than scared, you i scared i uh, scared a child so bad that she punched me in the mouth and knocked my tooth out and that's why i don't like to smile anymore on that note we'll be right back 